live from the Parent Nation studios. It's Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein. Oh my gosh, why can't we do this? Why can't we have dance parties in our kitchens? I don't understand. The Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Oh, yeah, I believe in timeout. I take timeout like three times a day in my room with my wine and my chocolate. It works like a charm. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. <laughs> I'm serious. It's time to put the F word back in parenting. Fun parenting. Hey, Parent Nation. How is everybody doing today? I am so excited to be joining um, some of my awesome guests today. We really have an amazing show lined up for you. Um, And I normally would have my producer, Kelly, on here to like kind of chat and go back and forth with me. But um, Kelly's on vacation. I don't know who told her she was allowed to do that. But anyway... (laughs) My Kelly's on vacation today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to do something a little bit different and I'm going to start bringing you parent nation into my opening conversations a little bit more. Um, as you probably know, if you're following me, or if you're listening to the show, um, you probably are aware of my presence on social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, all of those awesome places, Pinterest, I think social media is amazing. Um, But here's the thing. I'm often misunderstood on social media because I don't follow other people's opinions to create my own opinion. I form my own opinions and then I just put shit out there. So um, you either love me or you don't. Some people love certain parts of me and not others, which I find really amazing and I wish that we could do that more with each other, to be quite honest with you, because um, there are awesome things that people that maybe we don't like so much can still bring to the table. So when we can start to find the brilliance in other people, then we can start to see the brilliance in ourselves and then we can all start to get along a lot better. But anyway, I digress, which is what I often do because I have ADD and it's a superpower. It's, it's not something bad. So don't think I'm throwing a pity party for myself. I'm kind of proud of it. So it allows me to multitask with my thoughts. And (laughs) so anyway, what I do is I love to go on Facebook and look at the different things that are going on in the world and relate them to parenting if they're not already parenting related. And people try to kind of pigeonhole me and kind of um, like put me in certain categories and say like, oh, you're a progressive or you're a conservative or you're a liberal or you're a Democrat or you're a Republican or whatever. I'm so not, Parent Nation, listen to me, I'm really not any of those specific things. I am a person with a brain who has opinions about a lot of different stuff, and I share those opinions openly. And you're not always going to agree with me, which is clearly evidenced by the post that I put up on Facebook last night and this morning. So a couple of the conversations that are going on on my Facebook page, which relate to Parent Nation, are one of the big ones is going on right now about this brilliant mama who graduated from college while raising her baby daughter, who is absolutely beautiful. And um, her mother brought her her baby daughter 
in the middle of the commencement ceremony and the little girl got fussy. So mom breastfed her in the middle of the commencement ceremony. And one of her friends thought, that's absolutely beautiful. I'm going to snap a shot, which I'm, if you're a new mom or, or a veteran mom or whatever, and you're a breastfeeding mom, people have taken pictures of you breastfeeding your child probably. And that's something that you put in your scrapbook probably. And you keep forever and you'll bring it out and use it as blackmail when your child graduates from high school probably, <laughs> because that's what we do. Here's what we don't do. We don't submit those pictures to websites to go viral and then say, you know, my boob in your face, deal with it. This is what should be done with, this is how people should accept breastfeeding. I don't have a problem with this young woman, this successful young woman breastfeeding her baby. It's natural. It's awesome. Guess what? It's also not something everybody can do. So to people who can't do it, it might be a little offensive saying, hey, you know, you should be doing this. We're putting that should on people. But here's another thing that we're doing. We're taking causes that are near and dear to our hearts that should be universally accepted. And then we're, we're over-dramatizing them. We're throwing things in people's faces and saying, here's my boob, look at it and like it and deal with it. Instead of saying things like, it's natural for me to breastfeed my baby. I think that you should accept it and leave me alone. And getting behind people with that mentality. What, what I'm being misunderstood in saying is if mom brought you the baby, she could have brought you a shawl. Because here's the thing. Not only are you in the middle of a commencement ceremony, but it was for a university. And if you've ever been to a university commencement, there's an audience. So when Janet Jackson has a wardrobe malfunction, the interweb goes insane because we saw a glimpse of her nipple for five seconds, if that. But if a young woman exposes her breast to feed her child in the middle of a commencement ceremony with an audience, we're supposed to say, well, that's her right to expose her breast. Look, I understand that feeding your child is a natural thing, but there's also this thing called modesty. And if I'm a modest person, I shouldn't be... Um, I shouldn't be crucified for that any more than you should be crucified for wanting to breastfeed your baby. I should not have to be exposed to something simply because you're saying uh, it's my right to expose it. People are putting up pictures of Rihanna in her see-through gown on the, on the, on the page and saying, well, this is acceptable. Here's the thing, peeps. No, it's not. That is not acceptable. I don't have a problem with you nursing your child. I have a problem with you throwing your boobs in my face and saying, look at them because you have to, because it's my right as a breastfeeding mother to make you look at them. And that's the extreme that some of these groups are going to that are actually having the adverse effects on really great causes. I'm not saying what this mother did was that, that extreme, but what people did, what the media did with her photo is extreme. They took her photo and they put it on a website to blow up the interweb. That's exactly why they did it. And anybody thinks that that's not why they did it, that they simply did it as an innocent display of beauty and nature. No, that's not why they did it. They did it to do exactly what we're doing right now. 
to blow up social media to get attention for their cause. They exploited that young woman and her baby doing what's natural to get attention for their cause. And that's what I have a problem with. Not the act, but the exploitation of the act. So that's where I love my Facebook peeps because they bring things into my space and they question me. And then I come back with my beliefs on things. And then we have a dialogue about it. And one of the things that I love about my page in particular, if you've never been on it, is we have, we have a, uh, a saying or a rule that personally attacking me does not um, emphasize your point, but it does reveal your character. So if you're going to come on my page, what you will find is a lot of really great dialogue and no insults and no personal attacks because that's not how we play. Because what we need to learn more than anything is how to have dialogue with each other. And that is just something that I am completely passionate about. So another one of the things that we're talking about on my Facebook page is um, I put up a status. My, By the way, peeps, my husband said I said um too much. So I'm going to make a conscientious effort not to say that. So if I put other fill-in words in there. (laughs) That one's for you, Chris. I love you. So another thing that we're talking about on my Facebook page right now is I put something up that says, if you are, um, oh gosh, I forget how I worded it. So if you're, basically, if your only reason for having a gun is to shoot unarmed Americans who don't think that you should have a gun, you're not supporting the Second Amendment, you're waving your crazy around like a flag, and you're basically strengthening the argument for anti-gun people. (laughs) So, of course, I got my friends who are responsible gun owners who came on and totally misinterpreted what that post was all about and said, you know, you can't take guns away from responsible gun owners. Parent Nation, that's exactly what my post was about. I am a gun owner. I am a responsible gun owner. There are hundreds of thousands of responsible gun owners in the world. And there are just as many irresponsible gun owners in the world whose only reason for having a gun is to have a gun so that they can shoot people when people come and try to take their guns. You do realize that, right? Like there are conspiracy theorists out there who only have guns so that they can shoot the people who come to take their guns. (laughs) So my point with that post is if you're aligning yourself with crazy, you're strengthening the message of people who would take guns away from crazy. There are people now who are going into restaurants with their legally purchased guns and shooting police officers. We are raising a generation of children to believe that the government is this big bad thing that wants to come and take their guns. People, that's not something to teach our kids because it's not true. And if you're teaching your kids that, then you're, you're basically breeding crazy. And that's what we have to stop. We have to stop aligning ourselves with the extreme ends of the spectrum and make the loudest voice the sensible middle. 
I'm so tired of all of the crazy getting the loudest microphones <laughs> as I sit here on my microphone. So anyway, when we come back, we're going to be talking with a gun owner who's a responsible gun owner and knows the definition of crazy. She is um, Karen Lynch, the author of Good Cop, Bad Daughter. And we're going to be talking to her about her experience being one of the first female cops in San Francisco, being raised by a bipolar mother who she would later get to arrest. It's going to be an interesting conversation when we come back. It takes a village to pay the bills in this freaking studio, which is why Tara's taking a cocktail break and we're taking care of business with a word from these sponsors. Welcome to The Quip with Miriam Nicole Huffman, a modern woman's guide to styling her faith, family, and finances. The online radio show dedicated to today's positive, purpose-driven woman who's ready to heal her heart, her head, and her household by realigning with what she values most. If your highest values are faith, family, finances, and freedom, you're in the right place. Host Miriam Nicole Huffman is a woman on a mission. Her mess to success journey has taken her from life as an upper-middle-class stay-at-home mom to a broke single mom to living a life of joy and wholeness as she builds a thriving business while raising her healthy, happy family. Every week on The Quip, Miriam Nicole shares her love, life, legal, and lifestyle success secrets. Whether it's wisdom you're seeking, inspiration and motivation from someone who's hit rock bottom and risen to success, or you want to know how to fully align your faith, family, and finances to create more freedom for yourself, you're in excellent hands with Miriam Nicole. Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player to the right or check our recent guests in the blog below. Got a question for Miriam Nicole? Want to be a guest on her show? Email us at thequip at miriamnicolehuffman.com and join us every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. This is Buzz Local Radio. We had the three topics here, and we just added a fourth because we started talking about hot dogs. <laughs> yes. Yep, in a band. He's in a band. We both had guitars, so I went over to his house Christmas Day that so day. we had to start a band. And uh, I think we wrote four I or five that songs that afternoon. And Cannibalistic Fish was one of them. Cannibalistic Fish. I couldn't do the dreads. My mom would not oh, let me wear my pants backwards darn. to school either. That was wiggity, 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 wiggity. <laughs> Buzz Local Radio. Available for free. Free download on toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? Who has time to clean their house? You know what it means that my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited. (laughs) By the way, you should see, if you aren't on my Facebook page, you should get on my Facebook page because shit is blowing up over there. It's funny. But anyway, I'm a multitasker. Um, so my next guest was, is just like, she just posted, she didn't think I'd see it. She just posted on Facebook, a promo for her book. And then I commented on it and she's like, are you Facebooking and on the radio at the same time? Yes. Parent nation. That's what I do. 
So anyway, um, my, my next guest is has been a Facebook friend for a really long time, and she is um, an amazing author with a wonderful new book, and I'm really, really excited to talk to her about it. Her name is Karen Lynch, and her book is Good Cop, Bad Daughter. And so we're going to be talking with Karen about how this whole craziness came to be and, um, and why you should go out and buy her book right now. So, Karen, are you there? I'm here, Tara. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you are finally on the show. I have been wanting to have you on for such a long time. So your book is wildly popular right now. And Thank you. Yeah. I, and like the, the fact, I like the fact that you used the word wild because wild is one of my all-time favorites memoirs. Cheryl Strayed, yeah, call out, shout out. <laughs> Woohoo! I'll see. Now maybe you'll get an interview with her. That would be awesome. Oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> so, oh my gosh, your your book is just like this crazy roller coaster of um, emotion and struggle and triumph and all of these great things. So tell us how, um, I'm not supposed to say um, I'm sorry. So Tell us a little bit about the book and and what inspired you to write it. Sure. Okay, so Good Cop, Bad Daughter is um, my memoir about growing up with my bipolar mother in in San Francisco's Haight-Ashbury during during the hippie times in the 60s. And then as I came of age, um, I happened to come of age at a time that was economically quite similar to what kids are going through now. The headlines were all you know, worst job market ever and all that sort of thing. And I really didn't know what I was going to do next. I came out of college and I thought, you know, I, I was a serving wench in a <laughs> in a Renaissance bar. And I knew that wasn't going to last much longer because that bar was about to close down. And I needed a real job with health insurance and benefits and something I could do to support myself. So the San Francisco Police Department was um, recruiting women for the first time. And I became a um, one of the first generation of women cops. There had been other women before me, but they had only started a few years before. So there were only about 100 women in our big department at that time. And so the book is really about how growing up with my crazy mother actually trained me to be a cop and uh, about the whole relationship between my mother and myself and getting away from somebody who was quite toxic and uh, who just did not want me to do this job. She thought I was becoming a fascist stormtrooper. So that's that's kind of the short version of, of what my story is. So you mentioned that you had the opposite of helicopter parenting, and you mentioned that your mom was toxic and all this stuff. What, what does that mean? Like, what would that look yeah. like? Well, you know, when I was growing up, I had a lot of freedom. Um, my girlfriend and I from age seven on, pretty much had the run of the streets of San Francisco, and the whole city was our playground, and nobody ever told us, you know, when to come home, or nobody really paid much attention to what we did. Um, We had lots of adults who sort of befriended us and took care of us, Um, some middle-aged men who, uh, one man in particular was the caretaker, 
at um, the Dolphin Club down in Fisherman's Wharf, and he used to, you know, give us soup and play with us and hang out with us. And nowadays, we probably wouldn't even be allowed to have a friendship with a man that age. And it was very innocent, and it was wonderful for us because he was a man in our life who was kind to us. Um, but nowadays, we, you know, I as a parent have have parented my children in exactly the opposite way. I've hovered over them. I've made sure they were never alone wandering around out there. And um, there's definitely a downside to that because my children have not had their own experiences and um, to the extent that I did, their own unsupervised experiences um, where they could find out how strong they are, how brave they are, how just to build self-confidence, I think. I think the way I grew up caused me to become very self-confident in -hmm. ways I didn't appreciate until I started writing the book. You know, I agree with you a thousand percent on that, Karen, because I grew up, my mom was not bipolar, but she was manic depressive. And I grew up in a very similar situation from what you're describing. And I would be willing to bet that if you go back and look at the people who authored those memes that say things like, you know, when I was a kid, we played outside all day until the streetlights came on or whatever, uh, I would be willing to bet that they had very similar childhoods in that respect to us too. Not all, not all of them dealt with parenting mental health concerns, <laughs> but right, right. we, we did have a much freer, much more accepting childhood. And I don't know if that was because our parents didn't want to be around us <laughs> or, or if it was because there was more trust you know, we also had block parents and stuff when when we were kids. That if there was a problem and you weren't, you didn't have a parent at home, you could go to a block parent. And they had signs in their windows. We don't even do things like that anymore because we just don't trust people. And I don't know where that came from because I'm not seeing the world being more dangerous. I'm seeing the world being more informed in real time. How do you feel so. about that? I, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, Tara. And I think that um, we are more informed. And I think from our information comes fear because we're living in a very fear-based society. Um, as you know, we can see with, with the people, well, I'm not even going to get into the whole gun thing, but we're living in a very fear-based world right now. And our generation of parents grew up hearing these horrible stories about kids who were kidnapped. And that's a real thing. Child trafficking is a real thing. Kidnapping is a real thing. And I'm not saying that we should do anything differently than we are because I'm not sure we can, knowing what we know now. It's we're in a very difficult situation as parents. I mean, I would love to have given my kids more freedom, but I didn't feel safe letting my kids ride their bicycles around town until they were 13 or so. Um, whereas when we were kids, you know, kids did it when they were seven or eight, you know, it was no big deal. Um, I just, yeah. you know, I think there's a, every single choice I've made as a parent, I've had to look myself in the mirror and say, what would a reasonable person do here? Would a reasonable person let her 12-year-old ride a bike to school? Would a reasonable person take her eyes off her child in the playground and read a book, which, you know, my mother always did when she took me to the playground. She was always looking down at a book and never thought somebody might come and grab me. It never came up as, an, as a thought. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't have the answer to this. I just know that we've lost so much because of the way our world has changed. I think and that I don't know we... if it's our perception. 
Yeah, I think it's right. that. And I think it's the fact that we um, we hold each other up to these unreasonable standards and we judge our own parenting based on what we see other people do. So if we look at somebody that maybe we don't want to be like and they're doing something, then we find a way to say, well, I will never do that because I don't want to be perceived as like that person. Absolutely. And that was a big motivator for myself as, as a mother. I just thought, I'm going to do everything the opposite of the way my mother did. So my mother didn't pay any attention and she wasn't overly involved. She was underly involved. So I will be very involved and I will, I will do things in the opposite way. And, um, you know, to some extent that worked. I think, you know, my kids came out pretty well, but I think there are many ways in which if we could find some way to incorporate those freedoms that our generation had as children into our own children's generation, they would probably be more self-confident because I'm hearing these stories of kids going off to college and really not being ready to be out in the world by themselves. Um, and as we all know, adolescence is you know going on forever now. And I think yeah. a lot of that is because um, because kids don't have the opportunity to to act like adults while they're living at home, as we did. I mean, most of us had the opportunity to work small jobs or just be free, you know, in a way that gave us confidence. So I don't oh, know absolutely. how we can bring that back. I was yeah. babysitting other people's kids when I was 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, me too. Absolutely, we, there's yeah. no way. Yeah, and I can get, see my son yeah, doing that. Get, yeah, yeah. We need to bring and, that and, small and, town mentality back. And we need to support each other better. You know, yeah, when we're when right. we're attacking and judging each other online, that's really not feeding that whole parent nation collective mentality. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I see women doing that to each other all the time. I worked full time all the way through um, most of my child rearing until recently. And, um, you, you know, I, I just saw women at each other all the time for making the choice to stay home or making the choice to work full time. And there's no right answer. I mean, now now I'm seeing the results of this of our parenting choices, and the kids who had a mother home full time are not necessarily any happier or better off in the world than those who had a mother who worked full time. There's, you know, just there. It's just choices, and we should we should respect each other's choices. That's the whole point why our ancestors came to this country so they could have freedom of choice. You know? Yeah, and I think we need to accept other people's feedback better too. You know, yes, I can't put much. an opinion out there without someone taking it the wrong way and making it about them and then and then attacking me for it. That's very true. And especially on the Internet, it's become um, very contentious and it's no longer a place to exchange. Well, I don't know if it ever was, but it's not a place to exchange uh, dialogue or ideas. It's just a place where you can put out any idea and there will be somebody within five minutes who will put out the opposite idea and try to create an argument from it instead of trying to share thoughts. You know, this is why I think this is a good idea. It's not, it's just not sane dialogue. It's craziness. I think that's because we can't hear each other's voices, <laughs> but oh I my gosh, I can't believe we're out of time already. Karen, this is crazy. I, this is a new thing for me, these segments and it's throwing me off, but Karen Lynch, I want to thank you so much for being my guest. If you want to hang out and talk Thanks. to hot toddy for the next segment, you're welcome to, but we will be back with moms and bars with Regina Garropy and hot toddy from mixology. When we come back from this break, Close your iTunes player. Uh, oh, it. Parrot Nation, Tara Kennedy Klein needs a pee break. And then we'll be right back with more Parenting with a Twist. 
Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you. But it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, Parent Nation, welcome back to the show. I can't believe how quickly these segments are going, and I also can't believe how amazing the uh, the conversation has gotten on Facebook. So if you're on there and you want to come over or if you're on listening to the show and you want to check out the conversation on Facebook, it's just wild. So anyway, um, I am really excited to introduce this next segment because it's something we're going to be doing like once a month. It's based on my other Facebook page, which is Moms and Bars. And a whole lot of controversy came with that title as well. Um, but I have two really cool people joining me for this segment. The first person is my bestie soul sister in the whole wide world, Regina Garapi, who is the creator of, um, oh my gosh, Regina, what just happened? Um, <laughs> Hi, Tara. Hi, Regina. What, honey? No, there were so many things. There were so many things that I wanted to say in that one moment, and all of them came into my head, and I couldn't identify just one. So I was going to call it like the bye bye, good girl, recreate your essence thing. But (laughs) (laughs) But, I'm a red hot visionista. And you're a red hot visionista. So all of those things came into my head at one time, and I couldn't pick just one. So I just blanked and didn't pick any of them. But the thing that I'm really excited about is the Bye Bye Good Girl getaway that you're going to be doing in Cancun in October. And I just think that we should get like a million girls to come with us. And the other person that's on the show on the line right now is a guy that I've branded Hot Toddy. Mm -hmm. He was my mm -hmm, he was my he was our waiter when I was in Los Angeles with Ali LaPreet, who has our milkmoney.com. And he was the most awesome, cute waiter on the planet. And I swear he was just being nice for a bigger tip. But then we found out that he actually has a role on the show Mixology. And I'm like, you have to come on Moms and Bars and be our first. Oh, 
He's not here. He's not answering. What the hell, hot toddy? Well, now I'm just going to bash you. No. <laughs> Screw it, Regina. We We're just going to really, talk about moms we have and really bars. Important questions. We have important questions to ask him. We have important questions for him. I don't do. understand. You know what I think it is? He's in California and he forgot what time it was. Probably. Oh, He's for crying out loud. Well, we are not. We're not going to let this segment go down without a fight, Regina Garropy. Thank God you're no here. <laughs> so, Baby, I'm always here for you. See, this is what I love about you, Regina. You're always here for me. So, <laughs> and, and I have to apologize to my producer, Casey, who was like ferociously writing on the computer. No, 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 no. Stop talking about him. He's not here. And I wasn't even looking because I was looking at my Facebook page. So I'm sorry, Casey. This is what happens when you do live radio, ladies and gentlemen. Now you see the beauty of imperfection. That's see, right. not even I'm perfect. And I claim to be. <laughs> so Regina, you know what we're going to talk about instead? What? We're going to talk about Red Hot Visionistas and we're going to talk about Bye Bye Good Girl. Cool. Cool. So here's this thing that you've been doing, this Bye Bye Good Girl getaway. This is going to be your third year doing it, right? It is. Yes. Right? So Moms in Bars and Bye Bye Good Girl both got a bad rap from certain people. It's true. Who shall not be named. Mm -mm. So you tell me about Bye Bye Good Girl, and then I'll tell you about Moms in Bars. So what's hilarious is that as soon as people hear Bye Bye Good Girls, Trip to Cancun, they immediately think that it's Girls Gone Wild, as in that franchise. It is completely not what we're about or what we're doing, but that's immediately what people think. Um, Because, you know, people are quick to judge. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Bye Bye Good Girls. Uh, Getaway is really about, you know, it's it's with a lot of really amazing and awesome women who spend the majority of their life really giving and taking care of and doing for others. And this is an opportunity to say bye-bye to what I like to call the good girl syndrome and go and receive luxury. Like there's no, no one does dishes. There's no dishes. You don't even have to make your bed. In fact, we jump on the beds, right, Tara? We jump on the beds. We do jump on we beds. Don't make them. We don't make Because that's fun. Uh, yeah, and, and it's also because a lot of people have been to conferences before, whether for work or for personal development or growth or industry conferences. And you know that conferences mean a lot of fluorescent lighting, which no one really looks good in that, by the way. But a lot of fluorescent <laughs> lighting for a long time, all day long, which is exhausting. And then you get filled up with all this information and then you you don't even have time to assimilate it and you leave exhausted. Whereas Bye Bye Good Girl Getaway is really about having all the things you really need, which is like sisterhood connection, having some what I call play shops, because we don't like to call them workshops because it's not work, play, play mm. shops. And Love that. only for a small amount of time. And then there's time for it to assimilate and also time for us to really connect as women, receive instead of giving, 
and have some time to communicate with your soul because we kind of have to slow down a little bit. I don't know about you, but I'm like running, going, doing, you know, I hopped off one call to get onto this call and we all need time out. It's, it's, it's a mommy woman timeout from the craziness mm. of the world. That's what I like that. Yeah. And it's also about saying bye-bye to all of the myths around the good girl. Like good girls don't get angry. Good girls don't make a fuss. Good girls don't brag. Good girls are nice and quiet and compliant. We say bye-bye to that. And we look at our magical child. We look at our wise woman. And we look at our red-hot visionista. And we, like, access those parts of ourselves. Yeah. I love that. That's so awesome. And you and I can see where people would think that it would be a little bit Girls Gone Wild. Because anybody who's ever seen... Um, caged mothers free at like conferences and things know that we can get a little bit crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not us. Anybody but us, you know, the, all those other women, you know, the ones who are, who wear their like hair in a bun and, and are like the perfect prim and proper moms. You get them women at a conference with a DJ and all bets are off. It's insane. Tables get broken. Food is getting thrown and tops are coming off. It's, it's just crazy. Right. No, but see, that's, that's, what's so funny is that's the perception. That's right. the perception. Yeah, of- but it's, it's girls going crazy. It's girls flashing or it's man hating <laughs> or all these things, right? Just like moms and bars, right? Moms and bars became controversial. We Ex- sat around talking about how amazing it was. And then you called me and we're like, look at what people are saying about moms and bars. <laughs> unfit mothers drinking what are they thinking mothers don't drink good mothers don't drink are they crazy like that only bad things can happen when moms get alcohol in them (laughs) but i think what they're forgetting is moms are are people too they're just um you know they're they're just girls who now have the care of another human being but that doesn't have to take over their lives. And so Moms and Bars, kind of like Bye Bye Good Girl, Moms and Bars was started to basically normalize the fact that women can show up at a bar. Here was my example. You're sitting in a bar in the middle of the afternoon and a group of men come in for a lunch meeting and nobody thinks anything of it. A group of women come in for a PTA meeting and the whole world stops and they're like hoes and drunks and lushes and crazy right? And should have their babies taken away from them. And I wanted to, I wanted to kill that message and just put a stop to it. Because here's the other thing. When women get into a social situation where they can feel free to have a conversation and not have a toddler walk into the room, problems get solved. Right. It does. And I think one of the great things about what moms and bars are really talking about is sort of redefining these very old and archaic and like stuck in our belief system about what a good mom is, right? I have to talk to my clients all the time about that because the guilt, right? The guilt is so heavy in in the mom world. And I think that the guilt is related to these old ideas of what a good mom is. And you know, people would say, a good mom doesn't go to the bar. (laughs) Shouldn't you be home baking a cake or changing a diaper? Like, what are you doing enjoying yourself at a bar? 
<laughs> serving your man dinner. That's what a good it's mom so would be doing. It's so irresponsible. Mm. And I yeah, have some so. of the best, I hear and I overhear and I participate in some of the best, most productive conversations when I'm sitting in a bar after a drink, not when I'm slurring my speech and falling down the stairs to go to the bathroom. We're not talking about that. And no. see, that's what everybody thought it was. Everybody thinks when you say moms and bars, everybody thinks they're falling down drunk lushes who can't control themselves. It's mom's gone wild. <laughs> it's mom's gone wild. Mom's gone wild. Great. But what, what, what I think moms and bars is about, what I know your vision is about, is about actually having the real conversations because there's so much sort of pretending out there. I remember when I was like a new mom and I go to the playground and everyone's talking about music class and poop and like other things. And I was like, wait, isn't there anybody else like kind of dying inside right now? Or isn't there anyone else having problems with their husband? Or isn't there anyone else who's like feeling the way I'm feeling, but nobody was having a real conversation. And so what happened is I started feeling like I must be the only one. I must be bad or wrong or a bad mom. And there was no real conversation. I think when moms get together for a real girl's night out, when they're sitting there and they're having a drink, and they start talking about what's really going on in their lives, besides all the surface pretty stuff, that's when we start actually really connecting and we start healing in a lot exactly. of ways. Exactly. It's true. And when somebody loses it openly, there's been a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when you got somebody crying, you're on to something. And that happens right. much easier after a glass of wine for most of us. But here's the other thing. It's not all about moms who drink. You know, we all have a designated driver. We all have that pregnant friend who we make go with us so she can be the designated driver. So, you know, it's not all about getting drunk either. It's about women getting together and having community and conversation and connection. And that's what Moms and Bars is all about. So next time we have this show, we're going to have an actual hot bartender on who's going to give us drink recipes because hot toddy. Um, slept through it, probably hung over. So anyway, yeah. we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to super mom, Kyle Lord, who is the founder of Keystone Military Families, when we come back from this break. It takes a village to pay the bills in this freaking studio, which is why Tara's taking a cocktail break, and we're taking care of business with a word from these sponsors. Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse. Involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl. 
only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom in ingenuity and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures and cures to her audience in workplaces, seminars and salons. Her mantra is be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Parrot Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parrots. Clean my house? <laughs> It's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome back. I am still hopefully being joined by my fabulous Regina Garropy and also um, my guest for this next segment, which again, we're going to be bringing back this this whole relaunch of Parent Nation this week, this month. You're going to be exposed to the segments that are going to be coming back. So if you hear a, a segment that you think, oh, my gosh, I have the perfect person for that or I know somebody who'd be great for that, connect with us on the Parent Nation Facebook page and let us know because we're always looking for fabulous, fun people to fill these spots. And in case you haven't realized it yet, I'm really into alliteration. So <laughs> anyway, my next guest is um, – is just an amazing woman. She is here for our super mom segment. We're probably going to change that to super parent segment because there are dads doing great things too. But um, this is a mom that I got to know because my kid went to a karate in the same building as an organization that she created. And I really support it. It was Keystone, Keystone Soldiers. And her mission was to send care packages um, to soldiers overseas who are deployed. And what she's grown it into is something so amazing and wonderful and undervalued and unrealized that I just needed to share it with the world. And her name is Kyle Lord. And she not only does she now have Keystone Soldiers, but she started a family pantry And it's what she does is she serves families of military personnel and veterans who are in need. And they can come in to our warehouse and they can stock up on food and diapers and all kinds of stuff. And she does this 
not for recognition, but because it's her passion. So I just wanted to, I wanted to celebrate Kyle and what she does and um, have her as a guest on the show today. So Kyle, hi, are you there? Woohoo, I'm here. (laughs) How are you, dear? I'm good. How about you? I am doing really well. I, yeah, I shared your status today on Facebook. So Mm -hmm. anybody who, uh, Anybody who doesn't know who you are can definitely go to the Facebook page and connect with you there. So, Kyle, you and I met just like through circumstance. Uh-huh. I do a lot of work with the military uh, with Toys for Tots and, you know, Salvation Army and stuff like that. But you, what you were doing was directly related to serving deployed military and it's not kind of it's not getting the recognition it deserves anymore is it no it's not and you know it's funny because i was watching the news this morning and jim mikolashevsky on uh, nbc put it perfectly the incident this morning in afghanistan that killed five of our troops brings to the forefront the fact that there are still thousands of troops there and they still need our support um, don't believe that they're all on their way home because they're not. So Kyle, you made my ears perk up when you said that because I'm one of the guilty. I had no idea that there was an incident in in Afghanistan this morning because I was more concerned with the college mom who was breastfeeding her baby on the today show. So Mm -hmm. clearly there is a disconnect and uh, and a shift in priorities when it mm-hmm. comes to, do you think we've become numb to the fact that we have military overseas? Yes. I call it war-weary because it's been 12 and a half years now. And things. the status hasn't changed for us and for military families. I'm a military mom. So to me, everything is still there and it's still raw and it's still active. But for most people who don't have someone in the military or, or a neighbor that directly affects them, they've moved on to so many of the other tragedies this country has suffered between the hurricanes and the fires and the floods and um, everything else that's gone on. So they, they kind of tune out when you start talking about the fact that we still need shipping money for care packages. Um, it's an, a very expensive thing to do, and people in the military realize that, but the average person doesn't. They think that we can just put it in a connex and off it goes, but that's not true because it has to go through the U.S. postal system. Um, I, I do think there's a serious disconnect with non-military families um, and being more aware of what is still going on and still continuing in our country and around the world. Regina, did you know that there are still military fighting overseas? I did know, but I do agree that in our everyday, uh, it's something that's just sort of fades into the background. And I don't feel like there's a big, um, you know, for the average person, for myself included, I'm kind of in the like, yeah, I kind of know, but I don't know what there is to do about it, which is why I so appreciate, Kyle, what you're doing and and this show for kind of telling us what can we do? What do we need to do? 
<laughs> it's amazing. You think you hear the the announcements that, you know, the president has ended the war in Iraq and he's bringing all the troops home and we expect all of them to be home by this holiday or by that dead deadline or that date. Kyle, how many troops do we still have? deployed? At the present time, we have somewhere between 30 and 50,000 still deployed, and not all of them are in Afghanistan. There is Kuwait. There is other places in the Middle East. Um, We also still have troops in Kosovo, which was a 90-day mission that ended up taking 17 years now, or 18 years. Um, We have troops in Korea, Japan, all over the world. And whether they're in an active combat zone or not, they deserve the appreciation of the people here for being away from their families and being so far from home. And the least we can do is send them just some little reminder that there are people who recognize how special they are and how special what they do is and appreciate it. It, it's so true. And the other, I think the other thing that we fall into, Kyle, is because we're not shown images of where they are for obvious reasons, we don't see the deplorable conditions that they're actually living in. We think we relate it to United States barracks living. We think they're fine, that they have everything that they need. And that's not true, is it? No, it's not true. The military gives them the basics and you know, really, that's all they're responsible for. I've never had a job that paid for my toiletries or my socks or my underwear. But the military gives them what they need, and they call it beans and bullets. They get the basics. Now, as Americans, I hate to say it, but we are pretty much a spoiled society. <laughs> and the fact that they're not getting the things like little treats that they need, um, just some reminder of home. The, the guys from Pennsylvania absolutely would die for pretzels. They love pretzels because that's one of the big things here. So that's what we do. We send them cases of pretzels, Um, just a little something so that they know. Now, we also send toiletries and um, socks, underwear, toothpaste, toothbrushes, and uh, hot meals because some of the bases are only doing two hot meals a day. So the other two meals a day, they're on MREs, which is meals ready to eat. It's like eating it right out of the box when you get Mm. something from the store. Yum. That's yummy. (laughs) So we send Mm. things like the little cups of soup and chilies and things like that so that they have something a little more nourishing than cold cereal or cardboard. It's really amazing when you see the stuff that gets donated and the stuff that, that comes in that you all send out. It's really um, humbling to see when you get the pictures back of them holding up a damn Slim Jim. You know, you don't even yep. think to yourself, well, I could run to the local convenience store and buy a box of them if I wanted to. What's the big deal? It's because they don't have them. And when they're gone for six months or a year at a time and you don't have those simple things to keep you sane. And that's Correct. really what those simple things do. Those simple things keep you sane. Exactly. And how how much mentally, more mentally healthy would they come home if they knew that someone cared? Yep. That cared that they were, that even knew they were gone. 
Mm-hmm. You know, how shame on us for not even knowing that they're over there. That's the thing that kills me. And the other thing that you just started recently, Kyle, which I absolutely love, is the pantry um, with mm-hmm. our few minutes that we have left here in the segment. What you're doing is you're providing a food pantry, actually a necessities pantry, let's call it that, for military families. Because when these people come home, another thing that we don't realize is they're not coming home to a job. They're Correct. coming home to hardship and struggle and trying to fill out the right paperwork to get those things that we promised them they'd have. And, you know, a lot of vets are going through the same thing. So what you do is you provide a pantry for necessities that military families can come with their military ID and they can shop. And it's amazing to me how many people don't do it because of embarrassment. So I, Kyle, we only have like 30 seconds left, but I want to thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart for doing what more Americans need to do. Instead of bitching and complaining and fighting against each other, we should be supporting each other to do the good things for the people who are allowing us to keep this freedom that we hold so dear. Um, you know, I, I find it astonishing the people who will come to the pantry and will not shop for everything that they need because they're embarrassed that they need it at all. And the first thing that comes into my mind is these guys and girls should not be the ones who are embarrassed. It should be us. We should be the ones who are embarrassed because we're putting them in this position by keeping ourselves so divided that we're not willing to come together to make sure that they get the basic necessities that they need without being considered a taker. (laughs) Amen. Um, Amen to that. Right, sisters. So, Kyle, thank you so much for everything that you do and all of your volunteers. And if you're interested in what Kyle does and you want to start something similar in your area, check it out on Facebook. There's a connection there to Kyle on the webpage. Everybody, thank you so much. This has been a really awesome show. I know we're not always going to agree, but if we can keep the conversation going, that's okay too. That's what we need. So if you need anything, I want to hear what you are curious about, Parent Nation. Write to me on Facebook. And until next week, everybody, keep playing. Has to contain a hidden message or a life lesson. Sometimes it just has to pass mom's little barometer of is this going to shut them up? Connect with Tara online at tarakennedykline.com. Until next time, remember this. Parent Nation, why do we keep calling this the hardest job on the planet? Why don't we just appreciate the gift that we're given and try?